My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to the Scooter Round Friday Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this, the 20th day of January 2022, coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia. Uh, today, we have a special guest, which I'll get to in just a second. The headlines for today that we'll get to eventually, engine issues with the seascape. High winds cause port cancellation. A new concept from MSC Cruises, the MSC Magnifica to home port in Tarragona. Weather warning for a cruise weekend and lots more here live at 11 o'clock today. By the way, folks, today is National Cheese Lovers Day. That's just a perfect day for me. I do like my cheese. All right, I do have some stuff to get to from Kenneth and Robin, which we'll do eventually. Scoot around Chili Chat guest for today is Nate Blear. You best know him from Alaska and Yukon Tours. He moved to Alaska 2009, started offering travel management service to some airlines, and now expanded to a full uh, travel service agency. He knows probably as much about Alaska excursions as anybody that I've ever not only met but heard of. Uh, you know, we normally see him out on Mendenhall Glacier or on a whale boat. Uh, but today, he's been on Brightline down there between um, Fort Lauderdale and Miami. So here, welcome back to Chili Chats. Nate, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Can you uh, hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're good. Perfect. All right. So, tell, yeah. us, tell us about the Brightline. All right. So um, before I moved to Alaska, I lived here in Florida. And, you know, one of the challenges we have in New Yorkers and people from New Jersey can agree that I-95 sucks. Um, some days it's a crystal clear drive, no problem. And other days you get stuck for what feels like an eternity. And so when you're trying to go to either the uh, Port Miami or even Port Everglades in Lauderdale, it's just very, um, uh, it be very challenging, especially when you're stuck in traffic and you can't move. So uh, a lot of us have used Tri-Rail, which runs along I-95, but it doesn't really offer very easy connections, you know, to Miami or uh, Port Lauderdale in the sense that it's a little bit further west. And so a couple of years ago, uh, right before COVID, we had a new train service come in called Brightline, which is a privately funded railroad. And it's the only privately funded public railroad in the United States. Um, you know, one thing we hear all the time is how Europe does rail traffic much better than we do. Um, and, you know, like I said, we, Amtrak is, a, even though it's not government, it runs like it. So, you know, they just haven't been as efficient. So Brightline started up with private funding uh, between Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Palm Beach. And they built these beautiful stations up. So I don't know if you guys uh, want to see the map and put that up. 
and they've recently expanded to Orlando. Uh, that link should be starting up later on this year, uh, if not early. They're saying sometime this year. Tracks are almost done. The station is done. But the reason why we talk about Brightline and Cruising is if you notice that little hook uh, just to the east of Orlando is near Port Canaveral. And so this could very well be another option for cruisers uh, to get to and from the port, whether it's to Orlando or South Florida, because again, that I-95 factor just absolutely sucks. So today I'm actually taking it just from Fort Lauderdale to Miami and then taking advantage of their free shuttle service to the port. Um, they also offer free shuttle services only to the airport, not from. Uh, they're working on that one. And this opens up more opportunities as well. Instead of sitting in bag claim in Fort Lauderdale, waiting two hours for, you know, your cruise transfer or shared bus, uh, which again might get stuck in traffic. Whereas with Brightline, they've rebuilt the tracks uh, and added actually extra set of tracks so that way they don't have to deal with that. Um, and so Brightline is a pretty good option for people, and it is uh, handicap accessible, uh, and it's just they're very much on the key with technology and service. I might add one quick thing to that, Nate. You know, this past year, I was trying to avoid getting on airplanes. So I drove to, uh, let's see, I did one uh, Alaska cruise, uh, which I took the train to, and mm -hmm. I did uh, one cruise out of Los Angeles. So that was two cruises. So 19 cruises I drove to. Wow. So I have driven up and down 95 until I'm sick of it. And I find that the turnpike just is horrible. Yeah, it is. And even in that case with Brightline, you can park here. They have an option for you to get cheaper parking. So for people who are driving down who are from here, you can literally park here at the terminal, show up about 10 minutes before your train, check your bags or carry on like I'm doing. And uh, which nobody believes. I mean, literally this is this is my all I'm packing for a week long cruise. <laughs> and, you know, some people bring suitcase after suitcase. But, um, but it's also an option for people in Florida, you know, instead of worrying about the traffic between Palm Beach and Miami, which, you know, on the Turnpike or 95 can be, uh, you know, very challenging at times. Um, and so Brightline kind of just gives you a different option. Uh, the fares are pretty cheap if you book far out. Uh, I paid. $25 for what they call first class. It's premium. Uh, that was about two weeks ago. Today, the same price is like 55 So it's like airline tickets. The cheaper, cheaper ones are further out. And so you can even get from Palm Beach to Miami for probably 20 bucks, And then parking is 6 bucks a day, uh, which is a lot cheaper than the port. And then when you get to, uh, I want to show the first picture I sent, uh, the stations have shuttle buses waiting right outside for you. Uh, so like that's here in Fort Lauderdale and they have different shuttles that take you to wherever you need to go. Uh, and the thing is, these aren't really accessible on the website, which I found kind of odd. Uh, so I was very surprised when I took a, you know, accidentally and saw, oh, I don't need to take a taxi. There's a free shuttle. Um, but if you want to advance a couple more pictures, uh, you know, the stations are very bright and airy. Uh, you know, again, this is in Fort Lauderdale, lots of places to sit. Um, kiosks if you want to buy tickets if you haven't uh, to check in area and then this is what the terminals look like inside I mean this feels and looks like an airport private lounge so this is on the um, south end of the Fort Lauderdale station so each of these chairs have power outlets they have Wi-Fi charging probably the fastest Wi-Fi I've been on especially compared to Alaska um, there's a bar here if you want to drink uh, that's inside the premium lounge. You get, um, they have beer and wine on tap, as well as sodas you can grab. And that's uh, the beer and the wine. So beer is on the left, wine's on the right. Uh, they have white, Prosecco, and uh, a red. And then some snacks, you know, before your train, which is nice. And this is for the premium side. <clears throat> and we also have a um, an espresso cappuccino machine and free orange juice. And then on the train itself, you sent a couple pictures. Yeah, you get a snack service. So this is in a premium cabin. So it's one seat on one and two on the other. But if you notice this, and this is especially important for people who have movement issues and mobility issues, notice the armrest. Yeah. You know, the armrest goes all the way up and all the way down and on both sides. So that way, if you need a little more space when you just scoot in, uh, 
like me. That. Yeah. Even me, I'm a big boy. So sometimes it's nice to leave it up and, and not worry about spilling over. The bathrooms are huge, as you can see, and everything is touchless. Um, I know the cruise lines are starting to head that direction. Um, and then the sink is the new Dyson multi-function sink where, you know, you wash your hands in the middle and then dry them on the side. And I think that's important as we move into a post-COVID era is, you know, we're, we're learning to wash our hands a lot and not touch anything. I will but, say that that restroom was a hell of a lot nicer than any restroom I was on on Amtrak from oh, yeah. Virginia to Seattle and back. Oh, I bet. And by and the like way, said, folks, I didn't point this out, but Nate, in addition to everything he does, which, you know, we've talked about a bunch of times, uh, Nate's come over to the dark side. He's <laughs> now looking at things through accessible eyes like mm -hmm. I do. And I so appreciate having someone in his position that's even thinking in those terms now. That's just mm -hmm. awesome. Well, and, you know, it's always, you know, growing up, you know, we were taught in church, you know, try walking in someone else's shoes and seeing it from their viewpoint. And we, it's something we take for granted. And after I had a client who is non-ambulatory on Princess and heard about her horror stories, you know, and I did my research. I, I went through, you know, of course, I've done the Princess training. I've been on Princess. But then when I go through my collateral as a travel agent, the information is really lacking. Um, you know, it's, it's more than the door width. It's about, you know, are the doors automatic? You know, how do they open? How do they close? And I mean, the medallion's great, you know, to just, you know, as you walk to your door, it unlocks. But, um, but you know, just hearing from her and, of course, watching your videos, it's really opened my eyes, especially in Alaska, to realize we're not very friendly up there. And if there's, you know, if, if there's anything that I we can do to make it better and easier for people to even get around, like, um, you know, like even on, like, Brightline, you know, it's something we don't think about. When the doors open, the, this... Uh, this path opens up between the train and the walkway. So that way, you know, you're not, you don't have a gap to worry about. And it's even in level, uh, which is something we never think about. Um, you know, especially in Alaska on the trains, you know, they have little ramps for people, but is that always enough? You know, and, and ever since uh, about a month ago with my traveler and, and trying to be more empathetic and see it from her eyes, it kind of woke me up. And it's like, wow, we need to have more information out there. We need to be, more aware of you know instead of just having a guide or a text you know what can we do to make life easier because it is a challenge um you know everyone thinks that just because you're in a scooter you can transfer through wheelchair um you know just like in juno none of our wheel watching boats have a ramp zero and that's something that i hope to address you know i've got some influence with some of the owners and and i think uh, as we get more boomers uh the boomer generation up in alaska i think it's something we can do to uh, you know, it's. I think that there's some solutions we can work on. I mean, just like the the hoopla a couple of years ago about the pools, you know, how everyone in the hotel industry threw their arms up about how they have to, it's going to bankrupt them to install these chairs, you know, so people can get in and out of a pool. I never thought about that. But, you know, they need to enjoy life too, you know, especially people who can't walk downstairs correctly. You know, you need more than just a bar. And I think that we're getting to that point. Um, and so, you know, like with the bathroom pictures, it just never, uh, you know, when I went on the Alaska Railroad and Princess Railroad, that was the number one question people had on the Facebook forums was the bathroom. I'm like, what? You know, we, we don't ever think about that. And so I took pictures of the bathrooms on the trains for people. And that's why with the Brightline, I was very impressed that, you know, they don't have different bathrooms. They're all the big ones where you've got room for parents, you've got room if you need to take care of children and, and folks who need to move around compared to when you get in an airplane and the lavatories are getting smaller and smaller. And, you know, I think government's going to have to step in there, but we need to make travel more accessible, whether, um, you know, even for, for those hearing impaired and sight impaired, you know, we can do a better job. Um, and even in Alaska, I've got two operators we work with that are now going to be doing printed guides for all their tours. And then those guides are going to be in English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, uh, and I think even Russian. You know, just to make things easier for those travelers because, you know, it, it's not all perfect for everybody. If like we can make life easier, you know, even better. All right, uh, Nate, I know you're really pushed on time. Uh, train, leaves in, uh, train leaves in 10 minutes and then sail away at 6. So Okay. 
if you got to run, I understand. Uh, okay. Tell us real quick where you're going. Uh, going on MSC Davina, um, Western Caribbean. So we're going to go uh, get some sun, got some friends and some work we got to do. And uh, doing a profile on the ship and the cruise for the uh, Anchorage newspaper. Uh, like I said, MSC is making a big push in the States. And they're still pretty much an unknown. And so uh, not to say this is a publicity trip. There'll be some trip reports out there about this comparing MSC to the other cruise lines, uh, both good and bad. Um, you know, like I said, I, I wish they had better pizza. You know, coming from an American, that sounds weird, but you know, getting pizza with ham and egg on it just yeah, you know, I agree. sausage and pepperoni. I'm happy. Right. I'm right. a big boy, so. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't want, I'm, and I certainly don't mean to cut you short, but I know your schedule is running really tight. Nate, oh, yeah. I promise you. We're going to start doing this on a regular basis. Yeah, like I said, well, let's do a highlight of the Alaska excursions, you know, and talk about the different things to do up there, get people excited. I uh, just saw that Juneau is the number one destination that's been searched on TripAdvisor this last month. So uh, I'd be happy to show off where I live and what to do and where to go and how to book it. So, yeah. Well, like, of course, I, if I go, when I go by, I say if, when, I'll be up there in June. <laughs> I don't know well, you if you can beautiful. get me away from going back up Mount Roberts, man. I love that. First oh, the time I've ever fun. been on a lift. Yeah, the tram is fun. But yeah, you and Peter need to do a solos cruise up there soon. So Yeah, well, we, maybe we'll go get something together <laughs> on that. All right, Nate, have a fantastic cruise. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for the information here this morning, and we'll talk again real soon. Great. All right, Nate, thank you. Right, thank thanks. you. Have, have a great time. All right, that of course is Nate Valier. Wow, what a great guy he is! You know, not only Alaska and Yukon tours, which is his main uh, source of income. You know, he's he knows excursions in Alaska inside out and backwards. I'm definitely going to be talking to him about my trip up there. If there's anything you know accessible that I can do, which uh, I know he's working on making that better in the future, which is just awesome. And it's so good to have somebody with Nate's experience in the travel industry that actually is thinking about accessibility issues now. It's great to have, you know, somebody that's normally ambulatory that helps think like we have to think. So, all right. I did have a couple of things loaded up from uh, Ken and Robert that, Robin, they were pretty neat here. Now, what I'm going to see what I did with them. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. All right. Is that it? Okay. Robin and Ken and Robin, you know, they they just got off of the uh, Carnival Sunrise, and when it was in. Um, uh, Nassau, it was also there with the uh, P&O, um, I mean, not the P&O, Fred Olson's Balmoral, which was on a uh, around-the-world cruise, 74-day uh, cruise. And they met a couple from that ship who shared some pictures with them. This is actually Fred Olson's Balmoral uh, in, in the picture there. Uh, but they shared some some interesting pictures on accessibility. This is a, a lift chair, which, you know, guys, I fussed about lift chairs all along. But this is a lift chair into a hot tub. I've never seen that on any of the cruises. I've seen lift chairs that take you into one of the pools, usually. But I've never seen one that will actually lift you up and over and put you down in a hot tub. So that was pretty awesome. And then for once, and I didn't get, Nate had some, some clips from this morning as well that we just didn't have time to, to use. But this clip is from Fred Olson's Balmoral on what a public restroom door should be like. Bye. 
as you can see, I no kick in the door. Notice on the wall, there's a push button to get in the stall as well. That, my friends, is a handicap accessible restroom. And the thing that I fuss about the most on cruise ships, because that's one of the things that they just have no idea what it's like. So anyway, thank you, uh, Kenneth and Robin, for sharing with me uh, that beautiful little clip that will be on my phone so that when I go on these my next cruise, which is uh, in a week now, uh, I will be able, if they have issues with the restrooms like most ships do, and they don't understand what I'm saying, I'll be able to show them instead of making them go walk with me to a restroom. But anyway, thank you, Kenneth and Robin. That's awesome. All right. Back in just a quick second. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scoot Around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot Around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. And we'll be back with today's news after a word from another of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, the top story this morning has to deal with the seascape. This was a combination of things. It actually was originally generated by Hot Air Tom, who picked up on it and sent me the information, and I was able to confirm the information. Uh, from what uh, Tom had told me and actually see what's going on with the seascape. But uh, basically yesterday, and this was on one of uh, channels that that Tom is on regularly, uh, but someone posted that uh, they were on the seascape and last night they ran into, or the night before last, they ran into software issues with one of the engines that was limiting the speed of the ship to less than 15 knots maximum. As a result, they arrived in Grand Cayman yesterday, four and a half hours late, uh, making for a short four hour port call, even though that was extended until seven o'clock last night. Now, what was, when they figured out the distance between Ocherias the most likely thing was that they were just going to skip that call altogether. That was confirmed to the passengers when it was announced later in the day, yesterday, that they were skipping uh, the port today. But they were refunding 50% of the cruise fare as a result. That's pretty good compensation for missing a port and being late in another one. Uh, So anyway, I did check it out this morning, and as you can see, it skipped um, Ocherias totally and is heading back, this was at 7.30 this morning, around the west end of Cuba on its way back to Miami. So 
who knows for the next cruise uh, what's going to happen if they can fix this on the fly or if they have to delay things. No, nothing has officially come from MSC yet, so we don't know. All right, the next story today has to do with the Carnival Pride. And this one's kind of interesting, folks. Pride's currently on a six-night Western Caribbean itinerary from Tampa. The ship departed on Sunday and is already called on Cozumel and Belize City. They were supposed to be in Costa Maya, the last port of call, uh, yesterday, and then returned to Tampa tomorrow with a sea day today. However, yesterday, due to high winds, Carnival Pride was unable to safely dock and spent yesterday at sea rather than at Costa Maya. Carnival Pride was scheduled to, to dock at approximately 8 a.m. Winds at Costa Maya were steadily 9 to 10 miles an hour uh, with uh, higher gusts, of course, from the south-southeast. That's an important factor, folks. While the wind speed is not necessarily uh, shocking or would make you really worry too much about it, higher gusts could make conditions uh, more severe and impede navigation as the ship approaches the dock. Furthermore, the direction of the wind could push the ship into the dock, potentially causing damage uh, either to the vessel or the pier structure. When Carnival Pride was unable to make the call to Costa Maya, Princess Cruises, Sky Princess, was already safely docked as scheduled. The two ships have some significant differences, and I'm sure this was explained to people on board the Pride, who I'm sure were basically, you know, were saying, wait a minute, why can't we go to Costa Maya when this other ship is just pulled into the dock? Well, one thing's the size difference. Carnival Pride has 12 decks, 2,100 passengers, 900 crew members. Uh, Sky Princess, on the other hand, uh, weighs in at 145,000 gross tons with 19 decks, 3,600 passengers and 1,300 crew members. It is significantly bigger, you know, 88,000 gross tons to 145,000 gross tons, almost double the size. Now, where that comes into play, folks, because of the direction of the wind, the smaller ship pulls into dock. It's not on the side that, that, that they were not scheduled on the, the downward side of the wind from the Sky Princess. They were on the side with the wind hitting them directly in the side. So when you have the wind blowing as you're trying to pull into dock on a small, lighter ship, there's more of a chance of the wind moving the ship sideways and into the dock, which could damage the dock and could damage the ship. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? No, of course not. But it's a possibility. So the captain who makes the, the last, this is one of the things that a captain has to make the very last decision on. Because believe me, they do not want to change itineraries if they don't have to. It's a situation where the captain's looking at this, probably looking at some gusts and saying, ooh, that's taking a risk. I'm canceling the call. And that's what he did. I don't fault the captain at all. Yeah, I feel badly for the passengers. If I'd been on the ship, I'm sure I would have been just as upset as they were, and I hope that it was explained the same way to the passengers. You know, it would have been, it would have been nice if the much larger ship was on the winded side, okay? Then pride could have come in on the open side, but that's not the way it was scheduled in. And 
I have no idea you know, what that means to change those kinds of schedules. So anyway, uh, unusual situation down there. All right. You know, Nate didn't have a chance to talk a lot about MSC. Nor did I have the time to ask him. You know, he was just on MSC Davina a couple weeks ago. and He's back on Davina again. Now, I didn't realize that he's actually going to do some filming uh, and production uh, down there uh, and, a, and a story for Anchorage News. Uh, but anyway... A new concept for MSC Cruises, which has been released worldwide today, as a matter of fact, illustrates the vision the cruise line has for future cruise vacations by showcasing, excuse me, a little tickle, showcasing the fleet's environmental performance alongside glimpses of life on board. Wow. The program includes <clears throat> uh, several different factors. One of the main factors is the Cruise Line's Marine Conservation Program, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve. Once an industrial sand excavation site, the Cruise Line transformed Ocean Key into a private island destination surrounded by crystal blue waters that are home to critical marine species and coral habitats. A TV special focuses on the unique environment, uh, environmental technologies and solutions on board the uh, MSC World Europa. That's a 215,000 gross ton ship, 6,700 passengers. MSC Cruises first LNG powered and most environmentally advanced ship to date the special was filmed on board the cruise ship over the last couple of months. The campaign further showcases the cruise line's broader commitment to the environment and progress made on sustainability across its fleet of 21 ships alongside the wider cruise division of the MSC group. MSC Cruises is well on its way to meeting the International Maritime Organization's objective of a 40% carbon reduction by 2030, having improved its fleet carbon efficiency by 35% since 2008. Hats off to MSC for that figure. The cruise line and the broader cruise division of MSC Group remain committed by achieving the net zero emissions target for marine operations. By 2050. Again, hats off to MSC. They're, they're doing a great job. I've talked about MSC a lot. A lot of people talk down about MSC. I do not. Yeah, I have issues with them on accessibility. Nothing, I don't have issues with them on cruising at all. I'm very happy with the food the entertainment, the service, the ships themselves. Yeah. My only problem with them is accessibility. And they just, while they did some things really right, they did some things just really wrong from lack of knowledge. So, will I sell MSC? Matter of fact, yes. I was looking at an MSC. Matter of fact, there is a change on my schedule. Those of you that check it out, I have added, uh, and I'll get back to the final story of the news here eventually. <laughs> there is another news story, so don't go away, folks. I have added, as of uh, last night, the uh, March 4th cruise of the MS Zandam. Uh, 14 nights from Fort Lauderdale to San Diego with stops in Cartagena, full transit of the Panama Canal, Puerto Caldera, Corinto, Puerto Quetzal, Huatuco, and Puerto Vallarta 
on its way to San Diego. So that's new and newly added to my schedule. Before that was actually booked uh, last night and I had the my cabin number to get to scooter around, which just started, you know, setting me up for scooters. Um, I was looking at an MSE, uh, a couple of MSE cruises to fill that spot. So, yes, I have no problem at all with booking MSC again. I will continue working with them until I get it right. Uh, I'd love to be in a situation on when they start planning for new ships that they can start doing this ahead of time. That would be lovely. So maybe one of these days. <laughs> All right. Especially for you guys on the other side of the pond. Tarragona Cruise Port presented Tarragona City as an excellent Mediterranean cruise tourist destination. For those of you that don't know, that's in Spain. The port announced an agreement with MSC Cruises for 26 stopovers by, in Tarragona by the MSC Magnifica during the season of 2023. The announcement was made uh, yesterday by the manager of Tarragona Costa Dorada Provincial Government Tourism Board, Marta Ferrero. Tarragona Tourism Manager Victor Franquette, State Ports Corporate Director Pilar Pera, and General Manager for MSC Cruises in Spain, uh, Fernando Pacheco. Tarragona is due to become the embarkation slash home port for MSC Magnifica for the 2023 season. Cruise line will operate seven night Western Mediterranean itineraries uh, visiting Toulon in France, Genoa in Italy, Civitavecchia in Rome, Livorno Pizza in Italy, and Valencia in Spain. And finally, folks. There is uh, reports out on a major snowstorm in the Northeast over the next day and a half or two days. Now, I realize that doesn't necessarily affect all of you people that are heading for cruises this weekend. But just keep in mind, folks, especially if you're flying in on the day of a cruise, Saturday or Sunday, that there's a possibility of weather issues with the airlines again this weekend. Now, right now, there's not snow, at least there wasn't the last I looked, as far south as New York or Newark. But let's say if it, it the storm expands and heads across Newark and New York, already going to cause delays out of Boston's Logan. But this could be delays and cancellations due to weather. And you never know how the trickle-down thing will work with that. Let's say a flight out of Newark uh, was going to, I don't know, Nashville. And then to Miami. Just using that, I have no idea if that's even a route. But the first part of that could be delayed because of snow where it starts, which throws the Nashville flight off, which somebody in Nashville going to Miami to get on the boat could be delayed. So I, I don't know that there's going to be problems this weekend. I'm just pointing it out that there's a possibility we could see some delays and some cancellations due to weather in the Northeast. Just saying. So, 
Let's go over and see who's fussing at me today in the chat room. And by the way, again, I thank Nate for giving us some time on the fly today and bringing us the latest from um, Brightline. Maybe Monday, because I'll be doing some catching up Monday on uh, pictures and clips and things. Maybe I'll show you the couple clips that Nate sent on the bright line. I mean, if he posts anything from the Divino, we might do that too. Who knows? We might do a live stream from the Divina. Never know what's amidst my pea brain. Okay, chat room. Wow, a lot of people in the chat room today. Yo, yo, Brooklyn in the house. Just saying hello to everyone on my way to celebrate. Uh, oh, your birthday at <coughs> Dave and Buster's. <clears throat> Have a great weekend, Chili. And y'all, thanks, Eddie. Melissa's with us. Hi, Melissa. Good to see you again. And yes, I'm looking forward to a big hug as soon as I see you in Nolens. Melissa says happy birthday to Eddie as well. Hi there, Tom is with us. Wishing. Eddie, happy birthday. Uh, Hunter says, oh dear, the bloggers sound like a nightmare. Doesn't to us. Yeah, I know. You, you're talking about New Orleans and all the problems there. New Orleans has always been like that. New Orleans is still New Orleans. I still love New Orleans. Elizabeth is with us. One of the things I need to catch up on that I know I would not have time for today, I have some absolutely gorgeous pictures from Elizabeth on some of the jewelry that she handles down there. The gorgeous Australian opals. I had no idea. Uh, it's 3 a.m. Saturday morning. She's supposed to be in bed asleep. We'll be going back to sleep after this. Just came to check on y'all. Actually, she probably came to check on me using the pictures that I didn't have time to, to do. I just, you know, I ran out of time today since we had Nate on. So, cruising is fun anytime. Good morning. Glad to have you with us. Kenneth's here. Hi, Kenneth. I really appreciated getting a good clip of an accessible bathroom. And I know people get tired of me talking about bathrooms. But from an accessible person, that's one of the biggest problems on cruise ships. It really is. Now, occasionally you get one that's, that's, that does that. I just never had good film of it like that was. That was a pretty good clip. Kenneth says, heading back home today. Great vacation celebrating Robin's birthday. And I have one of the things I have that I'll use Monday is uh, what the, the room steward did on the sunrise. My hat's off for that. That was so cool. I'm not going to tell you what it was. I'm going to show you on Monday. Uh, again, that was wrapped up, and I'm not going to have time for that today. <clears throat> I hate that. Hot Air Tom loves Brightline. Hot Air Tom has done Brightline before, and I'm telling you, the next time I go to Florida, $6 a day, I pay more than that in the hotels. So the next time I drive to Florida, I'll park at the Brightline station and take the train down to Miami. Heavens, yes. I'll have to figure out how it fits into my to the time schedule. I'll have to look at schedules and that kind of thing. But again, you know, Nate's, you know, Nate's leaving the Miami um, 
Brightland station now and going over to the ship. And I don't recall, I think he's got a 12 o'clock that he's to get on the ship, you know, appointment to get on the ship. I, I could be wrong about that. But anyway, terrific. Absolutely terrific. So, going to have to try that one. Can't wait. Uh, Sonny's here. Hi, Sonny. I almost skipped Sonny. That would be awful. Um, <clears throat> oh, Kenneth says, well, now we have to wait till September to go on the next cruise. Ooh, to Hawaii. It's nice. I uh, can't wait for the Orlando section to open. We'll fly from Rich Richmond to Orlando on JetBlue and take Brightline to Miami. That's a good possibility there, Hot Air. I bet you that's a reasonably inexpensive uh, way to get to Miami, too. That's my next question for uh, Nate next time I, when we have him on that I've got some time. <clears throat> I want him to uh, advise me on what he recommends as the best place to shop for air to Seattle. I know he's in Alaska. I know he uses Alaska air all the time, but that doesn't necessarily help me in Seattle. I don't know. Is there Alaska air from Washington to Seattle? I don't know. I never look at Alaska air. I'll have to try that one. Cindy's with us. Hi, Cindy. Sonny says, why a vlogger's a nightmare? Because he thinks there's too much crime in New Orleans. Oh, too many answered that. Too many people in a group. That's all. Too many people in a group. No. Mr. Bucket List is with us. Hi, Justin. Um, too bad Port Canaveral objected to having a station. No stops for the port. Ooh. Maybe that'll change. Mr. Bucket List is really interested in Brightline as well. I love my 20-hour trip on Amtrak. Well, <clears throat> I can't say I loved my trip on Amtrak, but there was a reason. I booked it at the last minute. There was no sleepers available. I had to do it coach. Um, one of the legs... I couldn't even get on the same floor as uh, the bathroom. So I, for one leg, I had to go, and it was a long leg too. I had to go up and down, up and down, up and down the flight of stairs. And that almost killed me. So then from there on the rest of the trip, I was totally out of sorts. I think that might have been from... Washington to Chicago, so that would have been pretty close to an all-night thing. So, you know, at my age, at night, nature calls once in a while. More than once in a while. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, other than that, I have no, nothing wrong against trains at all. I, it would have been so much nicer if I could get had a sleeper car. If in my situation, one where I could stretch out, I could get comfortable. Um, actually, I did reasonably well, like keeping my shows going live from the train. So I was getting halfway decent signals. Sometimes they're a little shaky, but within reason. But I'm especially interested in Brightline. I'll take the train if I can save. You know, some of the hotels I've been I paid as high as fourteen dollars a day for my car. Now that's okay if it's a three or four night cruise. But if you're dealing with a you know seven nights or back to back fourteen nights, and it's fourteen dollars a day, I'm looking at a couple hundred bucks in parking. 
So at $6 a day, you know, I'd be looking at uh, like $84 for, for two weeks. You know, that just saved me $120 if it cost me, you know, $20 for the train or what I, whatever it costs. You know, that puts, that might buy me a, a bourbon and Diet Coke on one of the cruises. Who knows? Sonny says, uh, thanks, Tom. Ship is full. That's all I know. I'm not part of any of the groups, thankfully, but the groups will impact dining and venues. Okay for me and friends. We're just chillaxing by the ocean. Yeah, I know that well. Of course, Sonny, uh, you you are going to have to uh, be around me some, too. You realize that, don't you? We've taken Amtrak from Jacksonville to Fort Lauderdale. Better than battling I-95 for sure. Man, I-95 can be such a pain in the butt. Oh, my goodness. And actually, I prefer I-95 to the, to the turnpike. And everybody tells me I'm nuts. I just don't. I'll, yeah, I realize that 95 gets backed up worse. And 95 has more idiot Florida uh, drivers, you know, that come zipping around me at 100 miles an hour and stuff. But still, I'd rather do 95 <clears throat> than I would the turnpike. And my GPS, I mean, if there's a major backup, it'll notify me. And then I'll jump off and go over to the turnpike. Dennis is here. Hello, Dennis. Hot Air says, I found the Brightline seat so large, I felt lost. Well, I'm not sure I'd find, uh, I'd get lost, but it certainly looks like it could be a little more comfortable than many that I've been on. Dennis says, I prefer traveling by train too, especially in a sleeper carriage. Yeah, that was that was the only problem. I mean, I would have loved that trip across the country in a sleeper. Now, I have no idea what they cost because they weren't available. So I didn't really price them. So I don't know what that would have done to the cost. It might've been prohibitive from my cheap ass ways. Uh, Kenneth says, one thing I noticed on our carnival cruise, there was a lot of security cards around. I never saw so many. Yeah, this is waiting for the next brawl. And I'm telling you folks, half the reason of, of that is the drinks package concept in today's world. Because people buy the drinks package and, you know, think automatically they got to drink, you know, 16 drinks a day to make it pay for itself or whatever the number is. So they get totally trashed. I try not to ever get, I try not to ever get high, much less trashed. But that's, you know, mainly because I'm driving. Even on a boat, I drive. I know, quit calling it a boat. No, ain't going to happen. Always calling boats. Um, Also, I noticed for people who clean up after you in the buffet, there was hardly any of them. I just wonder if they cut some back already. Yeah, that's a possibility too. I found that that uh, some of the buffet service on a couple of ships uh, was not as good as far as the, the cleanup people. I mean, everything else was about it was okay, but you just have lots of dirty tables around, which it used to be as soon as you stood up, they had it cleaned off and ready for somebody else. They're a lot slower than that today. So I, I have noticed that also, Kenneth. How full was your carnival cruise? Totally sold out. Wow. Did you go uh, to the Lincoln Road Promenade last night? I have one more booked in January for the celebration back to back. And then I'm going back to Norwegian and Princess. What carnival ship were you on? He was on the Sunrise. Oh, we just got off Sunrise. 
we didn't get a chance to go to that restaurant you mentioned next time we're going to go. A reminder that there's absolutely no labor shortage from Asia for the cruise lines. Millions there would like to work for the cruise lines. It's all about the next quarter and CEO bonus. Yeah, unfortunately, that's part of the way of the world. Where's your next cruise, Cindy? Uh, one thing I noticed on this cruise is how some of the passengers are yelling and screaming and swearing. I want to get away from that. I never saw that on Princess. Oh, I can't. I don't remember actually. The last couple I've been on, it wasn't anything that I noticed. Um, I don't recall. The, my last carnival was a carnival paradise out of Tampa. And that's not anything that comes to mind that I noticed. I have a question for you, Kenneth, on the sunrise. Do they still funnel you through the casino all the time? And is it still as bad as it was with smokers? Because my last trip on it, which was, that was the last ship I was on before the pandemic started. Um, I found it awful to have to constantly go through the casino to get anywhere else on the ship. And it was so heavy with smokers that, I mean, you literally had to cut the smoke with a knife to get through the damn place. And I know, I said when I quit smoking, I'd never be one of those people. I'm one of those people. I can't stand to be around smoke anymore. Kenneth says that maybe that's why they found some and have so many security guards now. Kenneth, I've got NCL Escape in March, Carnival Horizon in April, MSC Seaside in June are my next three. Okay. Uh, Cindy, did you send me your dates for June on Seaside? I was looking. I don't have it. I'm, do I have anything booked in June already? I don't think I did. Where's my schedule? Oh, it's over here. Uh, let's see. May 23rd is Liberty. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got, I go to Alaska June 11th. That's right. Yeah. So it would have to be the end of June. And I think uh, Amigo Martin is going to be over here somewhere around the 4th of July give or take. Uh, but a, a seaside is one that, that I'd like to do while it's over here. Kenneth, you get an education on Carnival. Yeah. Back alley brawl. Education. <laughs> Kenneth's out on Carnival, yes. I wouldn't expect anything less from Carnival. Uh, that's for that's for sure. But one thing I can say is that the staff work so hard. The chair includes a dental. Uh, that chair includes a dental exam and cleaning. Wow, that's harsh. Uh, crew are fantastic across almost all the cruise line, except MSC. Yeah, see, I like the, I like the crew on MSC. Well, we have we have totally different thoughts on MSC. I have not, you know, I've been on four now, and all four of them, I love the staff. I love the crew. And and I admit it, maybe I will admit that, you know, because I am mobility challenged, I am on a scooter. Maybe they pay a little more attention to me than they do normal people. The man, I can I have no no problem with staff. My room stewards have always just gone out of their way to do extra things for me. Um, the waiters in the dining room couldn't ask for better service. Uh, the bartenders and even customers at the bar. You know, I'll roll up on a really busy bar 
and the, the customer will, will even flag the bartender down and say he, you know, he needs a drink, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, my my uh, my experience on four MSC cruises, um, especially on the crew, that's always been a a positive. Just saying. Sorry about that, Dennis. Um, staff work so hard, it's sad that they're cutting back. It's all about greed, Sonny, and the cruise lines are so dishonest about the reasons why. It's absolutely no labor shortage. Yeah, I totally agree with that. My friend, I have some friends in the Philippines. Uh, and she, she's been on ships for a long Matter of fact, you guys saw her. She came to visit Elizabeth and I in Cozumel when, when Cindy was down there. Uh, I talked to her quite often. And um, she is uh, very um, adamant about the number of people that can come in. Hold on, I got to take this. Yeah, I can't. I got to unmute myself. Uh, let's see where we were. Oh, the labor shortage. Yeah, anyway, there's there's tons of people in the Philippines, tons of people in, in the Orient. Goodness gracious. You could fill 10 cruises just from those two places alone. Oh, those two accessible issues were actually on the sunrise. All their bathrooms were like that. I was very surprised. Well, that's an improvement. Sorry, Kenneth. I, I didn't realize that. Okay, so I, I, I told you guys all wrong on that. That was a, on the sunrise. Wow. That's cool. One thing I noticed was my disability of being blind. When you walk through a lot of doors, there's always the one or two inch race and once in a while I'll trip on. Yeah. And those, those trip you up on, on scooters as well. I get, I've been stuck on them or I'll be on the wrong side and can't get up them to get out. So, yeah. And it's amazing how, you know, a little lip like that can cause issues, but it does. Um, Elizabeth says, with my 30 years at sea, I can tell you with absolute certainty, there's a huge shortage of crew. Wow. That just doesn't, you know. And I look at the last year, and I don't, I don't mean to, to dispute what, you, know, you guys know I love Elizabeth to death. But I'm looking at the, what they did in Barbados, and one of the other islands that they held uh, recruiting fairs, and they had hundreds of people out. Hundreds. And those were small islands. Wow. And by the way, MSC has an amazing crew. Oh, yeah. I, I love the MSC crew. Cruise lines are cutting back. Some, most came from Asia. So many there are desperate from cruise line service jobs. I, I, I know. Why are they having problems getting crew? All crew I talk to, they know many others from home that want jobs. I think it's the companies just aren't hiring as as much as it is a lack of availability. Uh, thank you for your input. Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, are you back in College Mountain? No, she's still in, uh, in uh, Australia. Oh, many cannot pass medicals. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting thought. I'm sure that amongst millions during a cruise line position, they find a few thousand that would qualify. Magnifica. Ma, oh, magnifica. Magnifica. Hmm. I did that wrong, didn't 
I don't separate those syllables like I'm supposed to. All right. That's going to wrap me up. Mon, Monifica. 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 Okay, there we go. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. I got a repairman coming here shortly, and uh, I will be back uh, on Monday. Catch up with all the pictures I have. Got a bunch of pictures that I'm behind on. We'll get that caught up on Monday. And everybody have a fantastic weekend. If you haven't, please hit the thumbs up button. That helps us out a lot. And also, if you haven't subscribed, please consider do so. The bell notification tells you when I go live or when a new video is up. And I'll be going a lot of lives here in the near future. All right, guys. That's going to wrap me up for today. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fantastic day, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry, so if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.